0: Oh, I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I, you know, just cannot thank you enough for continuing to be part of this journey, but oh my gosh, I'm excited for this session. So for perspective, this session was recorded right before the podcast was about to launch. So there is so much juiciness in here about setbacks, sales, mindset, um, like imposter syndrome, all of it, right? And so I just, want to say thank you to Monica for being so real and so vulnerable in this entire process, but so vulnerable in this episode. And I'm just so excited for you guys to listen because I know that there is absolutely no way you're going to dive into this session and not get so, so much out of it. So if you're listening, please do me a favor and go show Monica some love because this was such a gorgeous episode and she deserves it. So let's dive in. Hi. Hi! Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um,
1: I'm a bit nervous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So it's funny because when when we had been messaging yesterday in base camp, um, we messaged last night and I wrote you a pretty long message back. And when I was writing it, I was like, oh my God, I almost want to save this for our <laughs> session. Right. Because it's like, I feel like we're getting into some really like good and juicy stuff. And then I was like, no, no, no. I want to, I want to share it. I want you to be able to process before. So I think maybe that's a great place to start. Is I'll just do like a little bit of a recap of where I feel like we're at. You tell me if I'm like getting it, and then we'll go from there. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like what what's kind of happening for you is you feel like you're at this point where like getting the calls Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is happening. Getting consistent is happening, having a good experience on the calls is happening. But then when we get to the objection piece, it's like, it almost feels like I don't even want to touch it or dive in. Right. Yeah. And what you were saying in Basecamp, I think was that a lot of that feels like some of your own mindset stuff. And, uh, also I think you were saying kind of almost trying to like over-serve, over-deliver, like answer 50 additional questions <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Definitely. So, what I really just want to like give you kudos on and what I, what I tried to say in base camp, but want to just make sure we absolutely like make a party around is <laughs> I'm so proud of you for paying attention that closely. Okay. I think this is what people don't do well in business. And I just want to give you so much credit, which is watch it close enough to be able to pick out where you need support. Because it can be really difficult to just be like, I'm just not getting conversions. Okay. And then we're like, okay, like, why? What does that mean? Like, what's actually going on? Because I'm not on the call, right? Yeah. And so it's so valuable that you're like, okay, so here's what's happening. Specifically, I'm feeling a lot of mindset resistance. Specifically, I feel like I'm answering too many questions. And it's such a beautiful place for you to be because it's, I always call this with my clients, but it's like being that curious observer. Mm -hmm. versus judging yourself. So when you presented that to me, it wasn't like this huge self judgment of like, Oh, my God, I suck. And whatever. It's like, Oh, interesting. As an observer, I can see these two things are holding me back, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So one thing I like to remind my clients is to be the curious observer in your business without making it all wrong. So you can watch like, oh, I see this thing working really well and this thing not working quite as well. Or I notice it's much easier when I do this and much harder when I do this. Or I notice that I get more people taking me up on calls when I do this and a little bit less when I do this. That is curious observation that really, really supports you and moves you forward. Making it all wrong looks like calls don't work, content doesn't work, I should change my whole system, I should change my whole process, right? And so notice the way that you're thinking about your business. So it's not that we never want to look at what's working and what's not, I mean, hell, that's how we evolve, right? But we also want to be very careful not to kind of like throw the baby out with the bathwater and make everything wrong and kind of catastrophize and switch directions all the time, be the curious observer, step back as though it wasn't even your business and watch what's working and what's not instead of feeling all that emotion and wanting to throw the whole thing away or completely change directions. It's way easier said than done, don't get me wrong, but if you can start thinking about it like that, I promise you will have so much less emotional charge in your business and you will be so much more strategic does that feel true is that kind of was that the experience of it
1: it does and so it was after my last call so I, I can't I don't know how many I've had but they've all said not yet but anyway so I was thinking about it like what's happening what's going on like trying to think back and it was like they're walking away with value because I'm getting messages that they're booking clients after our right. one call so it's not that like I suck which just <laughs> happened like a few times yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm fully confident in like my ability to help them get results. Um, What I, what I felt like I was doing after I was reviewing my process was I'm giving them too much. So it's almost like they don't really need to hire me on the spot because they're good to go for a little bit, you know, and, and it's the realization of like, okay, it doesn't mean I'm serving any less by still helping them. It's just the amount that I should help was kind of like the factor I realized.
0: Totally. I think there's like an interesting dynamic there where, um, how do I want to say, like, we don't want it to feel like, oh, now I have 16 steps to do from this call because then it does make sense for the answer to not be yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I I had someone, um, come to me and was uh doing my sales intensive and they were like, you know, I'm doing calls that aren't converting. And I was like, cool, what are you doing on the calls? And she was like giving them a 90 day plan. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Right? And I was like, well, that's probably your issue. Why like what's the point of upselling if I if I think, well, now I got everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's two pieces here. One part of it for you is not leaving them with like this these tons of to-dos. The second part is making them see that the to-dos aren't the value. Okay. Or they aren't the only value, right? So like the 90-day plan thing, not the best entry point, but also part of our job with that was to convey that like, but the plan isn't the only value I'm providing as a coach. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does.
0: So like an intensive I used to do um, and sold you sometimes is creating like a six-month content plan with people, right? Okay. But my job then has to be like, there's so much more I would love to support you in selling from this content plan, putting it into action consistently, doing the mindset work to actually see it through when you want to stop sharing at month one, how to actually get Mm -hmm. support to show up, et cetera, et cetera, et
1: cetera. Does that make sense? Oh, I love that. Like just how you worded that was perfect. That makes so much sense.
0: I've done it a time or two. Yeah.
1: So can you type that out for me and send it to me later?
0: <laughs> Good thing we're recording this shit, huh? Yeah. Um, but but does that make sense where it's sort of like you almost have to be like there's this interesting place we have to step into where we're like the leader of the conversation, and we're the expert and we're the leader of what's next, right? Where I think so often we're like, trying to like get them to see our value and then hopefully take us up on it versus being like, here's what's next for you. Here's how I'd love to support you. Here's what I see being your stumbling blocks after this. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does.
0: Do you feel like, okay, I'm doing some of that, not a lot of it. Like what kind of comes up? I could be,
1: I could be doing it better. Like I'm not doing a lot of it and it comes back to that money issue, which I mean, I was journaling last night and this morning and it's like, is this the freaking universe, like, giving me a sign that I've got shit I got to deal with? <laughs> like, so. Always. It's such a
2: bitch, <laughs> right?
1: So it's, yeah, it's a combination.
0: I, um, I had a client say this to me recently because we were talking about objections. And I was like, oh, my God, you're, like, you just succinctly said what I'm always trying to say about objections. But she said it perfectly. And she was like, holy shit, I'm creating my own objections.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's a little bit of what you're saying, I think, right? It's like, if I have a bunch of weird stuff around money, Mm -hmm. I'm only ever going to get clients reflecting that to me, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, and so that's been everyone, um, all of my calls that I've had recently have been like, not yet. I don't have the money yet. And it was like, I think before our last call, it was like, I was just like, Kate, like, bye. Like, you know, like I was not comfortable (laughs) touching that subject. And then, after our last call, um, going through valued centered sales and you know going through the objections, you gave me like a very good, comfortable piece to approach it. But still, after that point, it's kind of like I just don't want to go any further, and and I know that's coming from myself. So
2: yeah,
0: there's really good news to that. <laughs> Um, and there's bad news, right? The bad news is it's so annoying when all of your clients or your sales calls are reflecting your own stuff. Like that is massively annoying. So let's just get that on the table. Right. But yeah. the good news is it's so valuable when you're like, Oh, this actually has to be my stuff because everybody's saying the same thing. Okay. Right, like that's how I know. Like if I'm hearing the same objection over and over and over again, I'm I'm I have a part in this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Sort of like in relationships. If you keep picking the same type of shitty guy over and over and over again, like you gotta look
1: at some stuff, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So I was once talking to one of my clients and I said to her, you know, kind of how all of her clients' objections were really mirroring her own. And we were talking through this process and she said to me, oh my God, I'm having such an aha. I'm the one creating my own objections. And so now I am obsessed with that phrase because I feel like she conceptualized it and put it together so perfectly, which is that we can't overcome objections that we're also holding. I'm not sure who said that, but it's just so true. You create your own objections. And so if you're getting the same objection over and over again in your sales process, I'd be willing to put a lot of money on the fact that you are also holding that objection, that you also think they might be right, that you also think that that's a really, really valid objection. So if you're like, why do I keep running into the same objections in the same wall? The first place to start is with you. The first place to start is with your thoughts. And that can be so frustrating. I know, trust me. But if you want to figure out how to deal with it, you have to figure out what objection you're creating first and how to look internally at it. So it's it's really empowering, though, to come at it from that place of like, these aren't the wrong people. These aren't people that don't want to work with you. I think what so many people jump to and what I want to give you credit for is like a lot of people will be like, okay, forget it. I need to find the people who have money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need my ideal audience to be the people who have money, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um and and nobody feels like they have money in business because we're always trying to balance expenses. But the point is what this says to me is you have the right people cuz they want to work with you and you just have some internal stuff to overcome so that you can help them overcome their stuff, right? Yeah. I can't remember who said this, but it's like this idea of you can't overcome an objection you also have.
1: Yeah, dead on. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so tell me what your objection is. <laughs> oh, like,
1: I'm like on the verge of tears right now. That's
0: okay. That means we're that means it's something. So that's actually good news because it means you're on to the right thing. Yeah.
1: So like obviously that and then paired with this being a podcast and it being <laughs> <laughs> totally. aired everywhere. I feel like it's um really emotional right now but basically like for me I've gone through like my whole adult life without being in debt and I've ran successful companies and I've you know saved profit and I've invested it and I've done so many good things but last year like just being in like that emotional place where I was unhappy with where I was and I And I didn't want to stay in this business that was really so great, but it wasn't fulfilling. I kind of just threw everything away. And so for like the first time in my adult life, which I mean, might seem weird, but like to me, it's like, oh my God, how did I do this? Like I got myself in debt. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of that came from, you know, okay, I want a coaching business because I want to get out of my first business. Well, I have the money. I'm just going to throw it down on stupid things, you know? two coaching programs that I didn't show up in. It's not that the coaches were bad. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't time, you know, courses, all those stupid things. And it's like coming to terms with that and, and living with that. But then also now turning around and being like, I want to coach you to have a successful business. And then these people saying, like, I don't have the money. That's just like, fuck, I don't want you to like be in my position. I just want you to be able to pull it together and make it happen.
0: I I just want to give you so much credit. I feel like, you know, we don't always talk about the, this being a podcast on the podcast. And I just feel like the amount of bravery that it takes to do that is amazing. And more importantly, the amount of permission you're giving other people who feel like this and don't have this conversation with anyone yeah. is huge. So. Slow clap for you. I love you and I appreciate you. Oh, all I um, you. Here's what I would say. I think, first of all, I think that this is such a normal thing, and I think most people overinvest in business, right? I think most people make bad investments. <laughs> yeah. In business, and I think that if we can almost see that as. Part of business. And I don't mean like, oh, like, let's all go make shitty investments. I certainly don't mean that I'm a huge advocate for making the right investment. However, I think that to a certain extent, this was such a gift for you. Yeah. Because you've always done it perfectly. I'm using hand quotations. Yeah. (laughs) And so to have the moment where like you made a bad investment or maybe didn't do it perfectly or maybe have to come to terms with the fact that you've created some debt is beautiful because you're so, so early in your business journey. And if you can get comfortable with failing as much as you can with succeeding, you're going to go really far. I'm just so grateful to Monica for opening this conversation because I think coming to terms with debt and bad investments is kind of a rite of passage in business to a certain extent. And I'm not saying all of us have to make bad investments or have to incur a lot of debt, but I am saying that the process of running a business usually doesn't look like perfect choices and perfect investments all across the board. The way that we grow typically is by learning from our mistakes, right? And so coming to terms with those, and really figuring out how to process through that and then how to apply that to your own ability to make sales, overcome objections, is such valuable work. I think you'll see um, throughout this episode and obviously continuing in coaching that this is a piece that will really catapult Monica forward, being able to process, forgive, and move forward with that. Personally, I think we have all made bad investments at one point or another, and I really do think that if we can see it as part of the process of growth and a worthwhile investment, even though it maybe didn't get us what we thought it would. We have so much freedom to move forward. If we keep labeling it bad, we keep losing trust in ourselves. And when you erode trust in yourself as the CEO and owner of your business, it is very, very hard to move forward. So if you're feeling you know, some resonance here, if you feel a lot of compassion for what Monica's going through, I hope you'll do your own work here too on forgiving that, seeing it as part of the process, and really incorporating that self-trust again so you can move forward faster. If you feel like, oh my God, now I have to stop trusting myself because this one time I fucked it up. Yeah. You ain't doing business for very long because you don't fuck it up again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think, and you tell me if this feels true, I think it gets more charged when the fuck up is around money. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's just, I mean, it's just out of my personality because I've been so cautious and, you know, responsible mm. in that sense. But then, like thinking back and and you know looking at it, and I think right when we we got together and started this this podcast, it was like I I did see like okay, everything I've been through, like it's it's making sense. Like as shitty as it was, I've learned so much. But I'm I I get the people I talk to on the phone like on such a level that I wouldn't have had that before.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but then it's still you know when those objections show up it's like I don't want to force them to spend the money or not even force like that's the wrong word but like convince them to spend the money if they're if they don't have it or they're not convinced themselves so it's kind of like I'm still stuck there
0: totally so I want to say two things one I just want to bring it back to you for a second and say that I think there's still this underlying story that it means I wasn't responsible. Like okay. I can forgive myself and I can see how it's for my best good. But like, if we're being serious, it's out of my personality. Cause I was irresponsible.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And I think that is actually the story I want you to work on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And a lot of that is coming because i mean, like, my mindset was so strong for like almost a decade in business. And it was like last year, it just got like, tipped off the axis and it's yeah. and it's like getting myself back to where I was and that's hard
0: what do you feel like um here's a good question like do you feel like your mindset was strong because it always worked out or do you feel like you just had a different mindset than even when shit hit the fan Or, or say a little bit more
1: yeah so I definitely think like there there has been hard times but it was I mean my life was different back then. I didn't have very many responsibilities. Like I didn't have a daughter. I didn't have, you know, a mortgage and like three investment properties and and so its my responsibility has grown, but then also um I I like maybe I overthink things cuz before it was like, you know, jump and get it done. Like don't think too much and I would just make it happen.
0: Totally. I think that, well, we talk about this a lot in Basecamp, camp, right? <laughs> <laughs> is like your brain will go crazy for a minute and then we're like, but is this a problem? And you're like, this is not even a problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But I think that what can happen is the pressure makes that happen. So like the pressure is higher, yeah. kid, investment properties, family, right? Yeah. And so then we want to like do it perfect. Yeah. How do I make all the right responsible decisions? Because now I'm a mom and a business owner and a property owner, right? Yeah. And what we're actually saying in that is I could fuck it up. Yeah. I could keep getting it wrong. There's a huge chance that I'm irresponsible and will get it wrong. Yeah. And that's the shift, right? Yeah. I'm I'm getting it right. I'm doing amazing. I'm always getting it right. I've always gotten business right. I have no evidence that I've ever seriously fucked it up beyond repair. Yeah. And listen, that takes a lot of mindset work. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And and so there's there's nothing to to sneeze at about that. But I think that um I think what you're saying here, and I want to get to the practical piece of like, how do we, how do we get through these objections? But I think really quickly, what I want to say is I think what you're saying here is that a lot of the practical pieces aren't the problem, right? Like you can think, oh, I just don't know how to do sales in the coaching space.
2: Yeah.
0: And then we get all the practical pieces kind of in order and you're like, still no. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And so the the mindset piece needs a lot of your attention right now. And what, what we often want to give our attention to is the practical pieces because of that thing we just talked about. If I just get it right. Yeah. If I just do it perfect. If I just don't make any bad decisions, right? Yeah. And then the pressure gauge is so high.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That it's like, you can't even breathe. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what that tells me is that what we need to do is actually turn the pressure gauge down and go into mindset. Because what I see is that you're getting everything right Mm -hmm. and you still don't feel like that. Okay. Right? So that was even something else we talked about in base camp last night is you were kind of like, am I fucking all this up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, should I have more results by now? Right? And I was like, "Um, we're two months in and you – built a whole business and get people on the phone and have gotten yeses and have gotten people results and have gotten a sale and have gotten to the sale and like it's only been two months I think you're doing fantastic right (laughs) yeah
1: thanks it's definitely I mean now leading up to like the podcast starting to be aired it's like oh my god I just you know wish I had more results for you to present with your audience but you're totally right it's just my mind just went there
0: Yeah. And listen, these are the results, right? Like I, I, I'm going to like get on a soapbox for one quick little second and I'm going to get right off. But like, I hate everything about this industry saying that you should make, you know, six figures in two months. Like that's not business
2: Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah.
0: And it's sure as fuck not sustainable business, right? Yeah what you're building is sustainability. Let me create a message. I actually love. Let me create a process off that. Let me find a replicable way to get people on the phone and serve them and make sales. Let me connect with my audience in a deeper way. Let me figure out what I actually want to share with them. That's sustainability. And quite frankly, the clients are a nice benefit of that, but knowing that process and knowing that you can repeat it is actually the magic, right? And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. So we touched on this a little bit last episode, but what I had ended the the last session with was this idea of like the clients aren't what make you successful, but having a replicable process is right. And really that's what we're talking about here. And I really want Monica to see that building that process. So the first, problem so to speak is like the message then it's content then it's getting visible then it's getting the calls then it's getting the conversions like that is the process and at each new point of that process we're likely to feel some stretching some discomfort all of that kind of stuff right but Building the process is actually what will get you the clients on repeat because you're getting good at something. You're focusing your energy and effort on one process and getting really good at it. The way I like to think about it is like, do you want to half build 10 machines or do you want to really build one and make it fully functioning? Of course you want to build one. Half building 10 machines, no matter what those machines do for you, does nothing fully building one, no matter what it does for you, right? Whether it's like, you know, that it cleans your house for you or that it like runs your whole business. The point is that having one machine do something well is much more valuable than 10 that only have work. And that's what we're doing here. So that doesn't always happen overnight, right? Just like the building of a machine doesn't happen overnight. And so I really want you to take permission away from this episode if you're listening that it can happen so fast and it's never gonna happen overnight. Certainly there are success stories and there are overnight success stories and I'm very into that and I have many clients who have experienced really unprecedented success, right? but it doesn't mean that that's the norm, nor does it indicate what your level of success long-term will be. How quick you find success means nothing about how long and how sustainable you keep it, or how long you keep it and how sustainable it is, right? So permission to remember that a couple months is no time at all in building a business, and also you can come so far. And I think that dichotomy is what Monica is really challenged with right now, that idea that she's come so far and also it feels like they're so far still to go, but she is so much closer than she thinks. And so if you're in a similar position, I hope, you know, the same is true for you. So what, what I was saying to in Beast camp is like, if, if that's what you built in two months and then you make money for the next five years off that, yeah, that's the magic when people are trying to go, okay, how do I make as much money as I possibly can in two months? Well, mm-hmm probably in the, in a very, very, very non-sustainable way yeah. <laughs> and probably with like no sleep and probably with unhappy clients, quite honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I think an unfortunate or fortunate piece, depending on how you look at it, of my story is that I made 20K my second month in business, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I just want to never tell anyone that ever again. <laughs> But, like, I worked my fucking ass off. Like, I I got on whatever, like, 35 calls in a month, right? Yeah. And then I worked really, really hard to serve all those clients afterwards. So I had just as much of a mess, if not more.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So I just want to say, like, I think that you are exactly where you should be. And I think that building this is what actually gets you results. And it's why you weren't getting results before, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you. You know,
0: you could spend for a year going, where's the thing where I make 10k in a month, and you just don't find it. And now you're like, here's what I've built. And I can see how this like, machine and process I've built can make me 10k a month on repeat ongoingly. That's the gift, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly
0: does that feel true? Or is that a little hard to integrate? Or are you like, Oh, it does. And I feel proud of myself.
1: Yeah, it does. It it makes sense. And I mean, seeing it from that point of view, I am proud because I mean, it is all the foundation work, right? But it's in the grand scheme of things, you, you know, you're always looking at the big picture and this and that and you forget like where you started and where you came from.
0: I also think as far as just like to take the podcast angle for a quick second, like, I feel like there's so many women that are listening to this that are just like, this is such a gift because I, I mean, what, maybe like 1% of people in our industry knock it out of the park in their first two months. Even my clients that, I have a client that made seven figures in under a year. Her first two months were hard as fuck. Okay. <laughs> like she did not, I don't even know if she made money her first two months, quite honestly. I'd have to really think about that. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think that the way I want you to frame it is like this. I totally don't want to underscore that or, you know, how hard it is to be doing this publicly. But I also just want you to keep remembering that this is a gift to the 99% of our people building businesses that didn't make it, you know, to whatever yeah. <laughs> five, six figures in the first two months. Like, they're going to be like, thank you, God. <laughs> because you know what every other podcast is talking about? The person that did.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's confusing as hell. Yeah. So I want you to just keep thinking like you're, like, you're taking one for the team, girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> now listen it doesn't mean we're not going to make you some fucking money or that you're going to be a martyr about this like no 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 right yeah. but like this is such a gift to be able to show like it's okay if you feel shitty for not making more money in two months and you you made a sale in two months and mm-hmm. built a whole process to make sales on repeat and like give that gift to other women of like yeah of course course you're not going to make money in two months necessarily that's fine it doesn't mean your business isn't meant to right
1: yeah yeah I love that that's so true
0: beautiful okay so I want to go back to the money piece right yeah Yeah. so let me just like frame it and you tell me if this feels true but I think what you're saying is like I made bad invest or I made what I feel like were bad investments in the past right yeah And so when someone's worried about money Mm
2: -hmm.
0: on a call with me, what scares the shit out of me is that they'll feel like they made a a
1: bad investment. Like, I think, I think like partially yes, but partially is me knowing that like I didn't show up and like I didn't do the work. And so Mm -hmm. I just, and I know I can't control that about my clients, but it's like, I just don't want that for them.
0: Well, here's what I find to be really interesting. Yeah. And I, I, I think this might make a difference, but you tell me. Right. Um, the reason it didn't, you didn't show up. Yeah. In part was because all you were getting was the teaching and none of the actual support like we're doing here to work through the fucking crap that actually keeps you from showing up, right? Oh, 100% right it's like so easy to be like oh you just follow these you know 15 steps or whatever blah 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 and it's like but that takes all of 10 minutes on a call (laughs) right the real work is getting out of your own way enough to do it and so I think that actually those investments were such a gift because now you're not trying to sell just information and then wondering why people aren't getting results
1: yeah exactly and and I mean Oftentimes like I've thought about that. Like I you know, I finished paying the monthly installment and I already knew like oh I'm just you know, I'm just not gonna coach this way. Like I I could see so many, you know, better ways or, or things like that. So you're right, like there is a silver lining um with all of it. It's just still tying back to that, like me not wanting to put my client in that position.
0: Well, this is the difference though, right? Okay. Like I never ever ever and I'm not trying to say you have to be here, but just as an example, I'm never worried like will someone show up. Okay. Because I'm like then I will have that conversation with
2: them. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Doesn't mean they won't. Of course people are going to not show up, but I'm just never worried about it because I know that that's when the magic starts to happen, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So so in other words, like ex- not I almost expect it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I expect there's going to be a time in business where someone's like, F this shit,
2: right? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I expect there's going to be a time where I tell them to go do something and they don't do it. Yeah. And I expect that that's when the magic appears that we can work through, right? It's just like that this is the perfect example of these objections. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I said to you, dive into money objections more, right? Yeah here's the whole training on how to do that. Here's the step-by-step. Here's the worksheet. Here's all the things, right? Yeah. And you're like, so still couldn't do it. And it's like, amazing. This is where the magic happens.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. And so there's this other component of trusting yourself that if they don't show up, you're here for that.
2: Yeah. I love that.
0: Versus like, if... You didn't show up in that program. Nobody was like Monica. Why aren't why aren't you going through objections with people? They were like, "Oh, okay. I don't know. You must just be fucked up or something,
1: <laughs> right?" <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm kidding because that's the nature of the pro of, of programs like that. But you get what I mean, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's yeah, the whole different outlook on it because I'm yeah, I'm not just there to like just you know, okay, go and do your thing. It's it's working with them through it and. And I'm just not thinking that far in the process. I'm just kind of like, ugh, you know, stuck at that one place. But this makes so much more sense.
0: So I know you guys heard me talk about this a lot in the solo episode, but this idea of working with clients through the stop points is so, so near and dear to my heart. The longer I'm a coach, the more I'm in this industry, the more I see that this is the thing that separates good coaches from great coaches. This is the thing that separates some success from massive success is being the person that's willing to stick with the clients through the stuck points and being the person that's willing to go, it's okay, it's just part of the process because we all have had them, we've all been there, and we've all done that. I know nobody who's built a successful business that hasn't had plenty of challenges and stuck points along the way. And if you are the coach that's willing to work with your clients through that, you will experience So much success, as will they. If you keep feeling like that's wrong or that's not the work you should be doing, I promise you it's time to rethink it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to get on a a soapbox here and say that everyone should do the same thing. There is certainly a place for teaching, consulting, coaching, all of that. But with what we're talking about here, with the type of business we're building for Monica. Helping clients through those stuck points is going to be such a game changer. And it's going to remind you that you don't have to have the perfect plan because even if you did, they would still get stuff. It's going to help you be more present and give yourself and your clients more permission in the process. Well, and this is also what's going to make it easier to sell, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because you're not just selling information. Yeah. So where are we leaving them? Let's just literally walk through this. Where are we leaving them after your call?
1: So, well, the first few, when they said it, I was just like, okay, (laughs) like I kind of left it there. And then, so Um, I mean, like with what outcome, like they have their message or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they have their message and they're going off and they're going to be attracting their ideal clients.
0: So here's what you can say without devaluing what you just did. Right. But like, I'm so excited for you that you feel so clear on this message. This was such a difference maker for me Mm -hmm. when I finally got clear, but here's the thing. What's next is being able to put this message out there to show up. Even when you feel scared to do it really consistently to do the work of being visible every day. And that's the next step I would love to support you in. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, wow. Like, can you write that down too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. That was really I'll good. Put it in
0: base later. But like, does that make sense? Where it's like, with it, it's not a devaluing of what you just did, but it's also, we don't want to, here's where I think you would be doing the disservice. And I'm not okay. like saying that you're doing this, but the disservice is to act like, well, now everything's fixed for you. So just go get clients.
2: Yeah. Because
0: that's how we all get fucked up, right? Like, yeah. that's how you think that you should have like, whatever this massive success in two months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're like, okay, are you good now? You know what to do. Yeah. So it's really a beautiful gift to be able to say, this is so amazing and such a game changer. And
2: yeah, no, I love here's what's next. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it's, I mean, it feels so good and it's going to make all the difference. Um, I'm super excited that we're having this conversation. I'm scared that you're going to be airing it, but it's, it's been good.
0: What makes you feel scared right now?
1: You know, just like oh like and and it is gonna be so helpful. Like so how you how you say like you know, ninety-nine percent of people have this story, and so I know it's gonna be helpful and I feel like really good about that. But it's like, oh my god, I'm such a private person. Like no one like practically no one has seen me cry i think i posted a few videos and like maybe people online have seen me cry more than like
0: (laughs) where you cried because i think i even mentioned it in the why i reached out to you uh, episode but yes go on
1: yeah so it's just like i'm such a private person and there's nothing to hide it's just i've never been one to like be like hey this is my life like come take a peek so that's (sighs) totally i mean
0: here's what i would say to that um I think there's a way where like, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we want to like solve for the discomfort sometimes. And sometimes the answer is like, well, yeah, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Like I I feel a a measure of that too. Cause just so you guys that are listening know, the podcast is launching in like five days. So we're kind of like right there and we're doing a live stream together later today. So like it's happening like the, you know, shit's real now. Right. (laughs) Um, and i definitely feel a, me- a measure of discomfort will people think this will they think i did this wrong or that like and and i think that some of it's just being like i'm bigger than that but it's okay to feel that does that make sense yeah that
1: does i'm glad you brought that up like you're not
0: like you're not doing it wrong by having some fear nor do you really have to solve for it right i mean if it's like if it's infringing upon your ability to show up, to live life, to do things, to get to get moving, then we got to do some stuff,
2: right? Yeah.
0: But if you're just like, this is very fucking
1: vulnerable.
2: Yeah.
1: Totally. <laughs> you're not wrong, right? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so funny. And I think we did, we did talk about this on the intro, but it's just like. You know, getting off where like I finally I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave my other business and like making these decisions that I've wanted forever. And it was like, I have to like step out and you know get out there and get visible. I think on the first free call I had one with you, I think I had said something about like, oh, do I just do that? Is it that easy? And you were like, yeah, that's ninety nine percent about like what online business is. Is you like get out there and you sell yourself and and so it was getting comfortable and knowing I had to do that and then. And then the next step that fell on my lab after I was like, okay, I'm going to do it was like you messaging me being like, Hey, I got an idea. And so it's, it seems like so much in so little time, but it's so it is uncomfortable, but I could, I could see the magic in it. Like it's, it's helped so much. And, and I get messages from people already just like, you know, they have the same introvert like habits and they're trying to step out and they relate with the story. And so I'm just really happy. Like I could see how this is going to help so many people, even though I'm freaking scared right now.
2: <laughs>
0: totally. <laughs> I Listen, same girl. Right. Like, I think that, um, and I think that is a lot of what being, being a great and impactful business owner means is like doing the stuff that scares you because it, it serves. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is just sort of a random example, but I really look up to Glennon Doyle, right? And she wrote an entire book about her husband's affair and her alcoholism and all this stuff. And like, certainly, there were pieces of that that really served her, just like there are pieces of getting coaching that are serving, right? Yeah. And a lot of it meant she had to put her desire to impact others above her own fear of how many people would judge her for all that, right? Yeah. And that's why we all fucking love her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that that's just, if you're feeling stuck around that, though, think of some people that you can can kind of almost like look up to in a way, like who are the people you look up to the most? And I bet nine times out of 10, it's not because they're presenting a perfect front. It's because they're messy AF and doing it anyway, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. You're You're totally right.
0: So I think you can almost think of, think of yourself in that way where it's like, no, like I'm doing the, I'm doing the meaningful stuff here and I'm doing what the people I look up to are doing because that's what I know will serve. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that, listen, that's true. Whether you're on a podcast or not, whether you're doing a video, whether you're writing an email to your audience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. So one thing I want to just share really quickly, and then I want to go back to the objection piece um, for the end, because we kind of keep detouring a little (laughs) bit. That's important, right? Um, one thing I really want you to do is I want you to start doing happy magic. Okay. Um, that's Sarah and I's course for happy thoughts. and, And basically it's just daily mindset work. So you're, it's, you know, the journal prompt and affirmation every day it's worksheets. And it's really kind of this idea of like, Picking one thing and manifesting it, right?
1: Yeah, that's going to help.
0: <laughs> the reason I really want you to do that is because I think that we want to give your brain a focus. And I think that's what is missing right now a little bit. Okay. Not that you're not focused, certainly you are, but like in the sense of like giving it literally a thing to focus on every day. Okay. Because when we don't is when it runs wild is when we're like, Oh my God, that one thing I said on the podcast, Mm. forget it. I'm, I'm doomed or whatever. You know what I mean? Or, Oh my God, that one thing that I said in that post or, Oh my God, is my whole system wrong? Like, so the value of having that daily container for mindset work and the daily journal prompt and the daily affirmation is really like being able to focus your attention and not let your brain run wild, does that make sense?
1: yeah, that does that's gonna help. And I think you get a message in base camp from me every Sunday or Monday with like a new idea, and it's because like the weekend, I'm like, you know, not doing too too much of my regular routine, and so my mind's wandering, so this is gonna be perfect
0: right, totally. When our minds wander, that's when like stuff gets crazy, right, and we're like, you know. Yeah. 10 steps into why we should create a product-based business because <laughs> everything we've done ever in service-based sucks. Or you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I want and I really want you to do um it as well because I think that mindset is most of this stuff right now. Okay. Like you have your system set up. You know how to overcome the objections. Like I think you could easily get clients on repeat month over month, even just doing this doesn't mean we're not going to do more, right? We are for sure. But now the battle becomes getting out of our own way continuously to keep doing the system. And I think that also it's the lighter fluid. So now we have the system throw some incredible mindset manifesting practices on there And shit really starts to take off. Does that make sense? It does.
1: I'm so excited.
0: So I am the biggest fan and advocate of daily mindset work. I really think that we so often tell ourselves that if we have the right mindset, we shouldn't have to work on it. And I really think it's the complete opposite, which is like the way you get a good mindset is to work on it all the time. I mean, much like having a great fit body, you don't just get a great fit body and then it stays that way. The way to get a great fit body is to work on it, right? And to keep working on it. And mindset is exactly the same. So doing that daily mindset work is so key. It also gives our brain something to focus on. And it sounds so silly to say that, right? Like my brain has plenty of things to focus on, but That's the problem, right? If your brain has a hundred things to focus on, trust me, it will, and it will try to solve those problems and it will make stories and it will create um, beliefs and connections that aren't even there. If you tell it what to focus on is you, the watcher of your thoughts, telling it, the thinker of your thoughts, like what thoughts do we want you to think? What do we want you to be paying attention to and focusing on? You will see such a difference in how you show up. That's why I really wanted Monica to start with the Happy Magic course, which is completely focused on daily journal prompts and affirmations because if she gives her brain that thing to focus on, she will find so much more ease in not focusing on the hundred other stories it might make up or holes it might find. She will be focused on that forward progress, that result that she wants to create, and she will feel so much better doing it. So if you're listening, this is my call to you. Do daily mindset work. Don't think that you shouldn't need it everyone needs it. I do it every single day. So I hope this helps and I hope this gives you permission to make time for that. Good, good. Okay. So I'll make sure, um, you start that today probably, or maybe we'll start Monday, whatever. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but, but we'll do that because I think that that's going to make a really big difference in just like having that focus and having that energy on kind of like the, the positive, right? Like manifesting, creating, all of that and and focusing your attention there so that you can show up and do the work in your business without questioning every step. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. Beautiful. Okay. So back to um, the diving into the objection piece. So we know that you feel like you're providing them with a different experience. You feel like even if they didn't show up, I would show up for that conversation. You feel like you know that you're the next step and you know that part of your job is like really positioning that next step. But then when it comes to the money thing, the hesitation is still pretty real. Yeah. So what's the, um, what's the piece there? Like, is it almost like you feel like you'll be able to convince them and that they'll regret it or say a little bit more?
1: No, I don't even like, I don't think it's that because I mean, as far as like, as far as convincing or, or anything like that, like I truly believe in like what I can do and how I can help them. It's just, me still like feeling like shit about like what I did, like, you know, the failure, however I look at it from last year and getting into debt. um, It's, it's, so it's me dealing with that while thinking, while them saying they don't have money and it's like, oh shit. Like I do not want them to be in the position that I am in, you know? So I don't know how to, how to get around that.
0: Well, here's the way I would kind of think about it, right? Like, number one is let's not decide that that's a bad position anymore.
2: Okay.
0: Because let's say I'm like, let's just say, the the next three months you make seven k, and then after that you start making ten k a month, and then after that you jump to
2: twenty, right? Yeah.
0: Are you even gonna remotely? give two shits that you invested some money in some stupid courses? No. Of course not. You're going to be like, oh, that was like really good actually. Like I'm really glad I went through that experience. I'm really glad I saw that before I built my business. Yeah. So so what I mean is we're making it a lot more important than it needs to be, right? Like I want you to be living in that outcome of like, of course this is going to be a successful business and that's not going to matter. Yeah. And quite honestly, that was a really good investment to teach you what it taught you. I have made, I have definitely made some investments that did not teach me what I thought they would, but ended up teaching me something much greater. And I would spend that money again all over.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a good way to put it.
0: So I really want you to see it as like, I didn't, I'm not in a bad position. Like if that money taught me that the lessons i needed to then end up in this situation to then build this business in a different way to then make these consistent months to have more time with my daughter i would do that again in a heartbeat yeah so what i have to trust is that they're on their own path too okay and that this might be the the most perfect investment they've ever made or this might teach them that they're not even ready to show up. Okay. And either way it would be worth it. Actually, I have a good example here. So I have, um, two clients I think this happened with, um, that worked with me and in working with me kind of realized they didn't actually want a business anyway. Okay. In other words, it's sort of a long story I won't get into, but what happened was I worked with someone and She had a lot of resistance in the business, but like really wanted it, then ended up working really hard in it, then ended up realizing like, she really didn't want any of it. And what she was trying to do was like avoid being in her marriage. Wow. So she would just like work all the time because she was miserable. (laughs) And like ended up kind of like coming to that conclusion, deciding she really liked the work she was doing in her job. Mm -hmm really wanted to stay there just wanted something to like not have to be around her husband when she got home and got really deep into building a business wow (laughs) so anyway that's a whole other story but my point is sometimes we don't always get what we think we want but we get what we
2: need yeah
0: and so part of it is trusting that they're on their own journey but if i don't present the choice if i don't actually have the conversation if i don't um help them get out of their own way. Yeah. They're not even on the path, right? Yeah. Um so, in other words, like are you going to be able to control it so that every client doesn't end up in your position? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? They might they might hire you and then simultaneously go sign up for two courses. You you don't have any control over that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. What can you control here?
1: How I show up.
0: How you show up. And do you believe that they would be making an incredible investment if they picked you?
2: Absolutely.
0: That's what you have to lean into. Okay. Because if, here's what I always try to remember. If I don't take a stand and I really, like, I truly believe someone should hire me, like, hands down, Amazing <laughs> experience, hire me. Yeah. And so if I don't advocate for that, I promise you, Susie Smith down the block, who maybe is not gonna give two shits about if they're not showing up, will be an advocate for that and then they'll buy from her. Yeah. And so the way to prevent them from having a bad experience is for them to buy from you. Do you see what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: you work you definitely work your magic because it is like I am like the wheels are turning and I could see like so like so you're opening my eyes to just so much more in how to reframe that but then also like the gift of it and and not being able to control them you know and worry about them on their end but just worry about like what I can do how I can show up and just you know the gift it's going to give them or the lesson
0: Well, it's sort of like we talked about last week. Um, You remember how I was like, I literally just won't talk to people about money?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Because I really do believe they need to make their own financial decisions. Like, I'm not here to help you rework your financial stuff or decide if you should take out a loan or a credit card or whatever. That I agree with. Like, they need to be on their own path and journey related to that, right? Yeah. And if they truly can't make it work, like, whatever you like, I, I can't be, I can't fix that. Does that make sense? It does. But most people can, and your intensive is priced very reasonably. Most people are just fucking scared. Okay. Right. Yeah. And your free calls are getting people clients. So it's priced exceptionally reasonably <laughs> reasonably.
2: Okay.
0: So my point in saying that is you don't have to convince them to spend money. Okay. You have to help them see if it's fear running the
2: show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that.
0: You have to help them see if they're getting in their own way. You have to help them see that like they have permission to invest in themselves, right? Yeah. So when you have that conversation
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you really make the case that like if you're gonna spend money, do
1: it with me. Okay. That's going up on the whiteboard.
0: (laughs) That's the difference. So like, I'm not here to convince you that like, you have to take out a credit card. But Mm -hmm. what I am here to convince you in is that you're going to probably make an investment in your business at some point. And you probably really feel like you need support, which is why we're on this conversation. And if you're going to get that, this is the right place to do it.
2: Okay. That's it.
0: And then if you're scared, if you're in your own way, if you're making up all these stories about how... Um, whatever, like you shouldn't because your husband wants to go on a golf trip or something. (laughs) Then we get to have a a real conversation about like, why are you scared to show up for yourself? Right? Yeah. So I'm with you that like, I don't want you to be in a position where you feel like you're convincing someone to go into debt. Mm -hmm. But I want you to not feel like you have any responsibility whether they do or don't. Okay. Like I, I have no idea how some of my clients finance working with me. I, they, I have no idea. Like They might take out a loan. They might have had it in their bank account. I truly have no idea. Okay. That's not my business. My business is if you're going to invest, yeah. here's the place to do it. My business is if you want to invest and you're scared, let's,
2: let's work through that. Okay.
0: But a lot of times they don't realize that it's fear. Just like when you message me on a Sunday, you don't realize that your brain's just going
1: crazy. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's why we have coaches Mm -hmm. to go, okay, like you could change that if you want. But is that true? (laughs) Right? Okay, you could not hire help. But is that really what you want? Yeah. Does this make sense? Like, tell me what's coming up? Like, it's totally okay if you're like, kind of, but no, but like, what, what are you feeling here?
2: No, it
1: does make sense. I'm just like, can I get your downloaded piece of this so I could re listen to it?
0: Um, I'll send it to you (laughs) it
1: it makes sense and I just don't want to forget it like I'm and again it comes back to like I'm so happy we're doing this podcast because the value that you're giving me but then so many other people it's just going to help so much and I just can't wait to um to be able to like go into my calls now with this behind me and get practice because it's going to be uncomfortable for the first few but I can't wait to get better at that
0: so here's a second piece that I would add to that because I think you're so right. Number one, it is just practice to a certain extent, right? Like the reason I have that confidence now is because I've been doing it for a few years, right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but two, I really want to encourage you to take a minute. And by a minute, I mean at least five. <laughs> okay. Before each one of your calls to, to get in this headspace. Okay. There's this quote, I forget what, I'm going to butcher it. But it's basically like we always fall to our lowest level of preparation.
2: Okay.
0: Wait, we don't rise to our highest potential. We fall to our lowest level of preparation.
2: Okay.
0: It's like a Navy SEAL quote or something. My boyfriend's like listening to this and dying right now, probably. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, the point is like th- you're not going to go into a call and rework your mindset during the call. Hmm assume that by the time you're in the call what you bring to that is what's showing up does that make sense yeah so it's hard when we're like okay i'm just gonna get on this call and then hopefully at the end i feel comfortable pitching Mm
2: -hmm.
0: hopefully at the end i feel comfortable diving into the objection it's like i need to prep before the call yeah so like i need to think about this conversation i maybe need to write down some affirmations i maybe need to write down some key phrases that I feel really powerful saying, right? Yeah. So that by the time I'm entering it, I'm bringing that energy in and bringing that level of preparation, both mindset wise and practically, right? Yeah. Because if I'm waiting until I'm on the call to be like, okay, now I got to rework my mindset and remember that it's okay to dive in. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Does that make sense? It's good. One of the things I see a lot of us do in our business just in general is sort of like have a shift in how we're thinking about something and then expect it to show up in all of our actions right away. And that's really hard to do. When we have a shift in how we're thinking about something whether it's through a book we read or coaching we had or a podcast we listened to or whatever, we still need to be very intentional about putting that into action. So that's why I really encourage Monica to prep before the call to show up differently because though she may be completely on board with that aha, it's not fully integrated yet, right? It's not fully integrated enough that she's always gonna default to taking that action. So being really intentional when you're trying to cultivate a new belief, a new action is key. So if you just take that five minutes before a call to get in that right brain space, to remind yourself of what you believe is true, what you want to believe is true, and what action you wanna step into, the likelihood that you do is just a 100 times greater, right? If you kind of just expect yourself to default to that, you will continue to disappoint yourself and it will feel like, what is going on here? Why can't I show up in the way I want to? And often it's because we just didn't take that little bit of time to be intentional beforehand. So if you've found yourself wanting to be one way on sales calls and coaching in your business, whatever, and it's not happening, ask yourself, have I really taken those five minutes beforehand to think about it, to be intentional and to integrate this new way of thinking, being, and acting? If you haven't, that's going to be a game changer for you so i hope that's an actionable takeaway from this episode that you can use literally today, tomorrow, this week in your business to start creating more of the results that you want. What would that look like
1: for you? Um, i'm definitely excited to make kind of like a cheat sheet from but then daily reminders. So i've been really on top of journaling and, um, at the end of every journal session, I do affirmations. So I'm excited to kind of like revamp those towards this, this thing that's holding me back and it's going to help.
0: Yeah, totally. Like I'm the best person someone could hire. I powerfully support my clients and moving through feeling like they're not ready yet, that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and do it like right before the call to like, take those five minutes to really like center and get in that place because if you bring that energy, forget Mm -hmm. it, it's done, right? (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: Beautiful. Okay. So any other questions, does that feel pretty good? Or is there any other last pieces that are kind of coming up or any other questions about anything not sales related?
1: No, no, that all feels really good.
0: Amazing. Okay. So proud of you. I think you're doing absolutely perfectly. I'm so grateful to you for doing this podcast and I just so appreciate you.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Lacey. And thank you very much.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review each month. I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.